everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This episode really makes me want to visit Italy just so I can prove that it's nothing like what this episode says it's like. I mean, I'd love to visit Italy. Not right, not right now, but, you know, in a year. Yeah, I, maybe the, in a couple years. I'd like to visit Italy and eat food <laughs> and see old things eat food and see all the cool historical things that's basically all i wanted to do uh hi hello folks we are brought to you by supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only dollars a month you gain access to all of our bonus material a bunch of podcasts hundreds of hours of bonus material at this point hundreds of hours if we us babbling on this is not enough time you can go there and get so much more for only two dollars uh we have some people to thank matt oh fantastic uh first casey woodley thank you casey thank you casey and historic gamer 24 thank you historic gamer 24 thank you historic gamer hopefully we're historic and gaming enough for you don't i don't know this week's episode is the italian bob episode h-a-b-f-o-2 originally aired december 11th 2005 written by john frank directed by mark kirkland received a 5.8 rating with 10.3 million viewers now wikipedia says there's a chalkboard gag in this episode i didn't see a chalkboard gag. neither did i matt and i watched it on disney plus which i think is the as official version as you're gonna get so i'm guessing there's been some shenanigans in here someone probably cut a section or something mm, one of the the international watchers got it i don't know who knows it this i'm not going to read the chalkboard gag that's on wikipedia because i'm not sure if it's real or not i can verify the couch gag which was a pair of cartoon hands dealing out a wild royal flush considering consisting of a jack of diamonds bart queen of diamonds marge king of diamonds homer ace of diamonds lisa and the joker which is maggie and maggie's extra pacifier it's all right it's fine yeah it's all right it looks it's okay it's interesting it's something that i don't think has been done before which is tough for them yeah at this point yeah anything it's novel is fun this episode guest stars maria grazia cucinata as francesca uh kelsey germer as sideshow bob and john mushita as himself i don't I don't know who that is he is the micro machines guy oh okay i don't remember when he was in this episode but <laughs> me neither i i'm really thinking I, I really can't think is it maybe no i was like trying to th- it like as himself maybe it got cut that's possible maybe, i don't know yeah um oh i've 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 uh, i've never seen this episode before matt it's the first time i've ever seen this episode uh it does in, pr- provide a little introducing a, a little bit of continuity in that our last episode saw lisa wanting to go to italy and here here we are here we are in italy here we are I, in italy. not that i think that that was any part of their oh no i don't th- I, I don't think it was uh i thought process think there might be for a little bit and then uh, mm. so the episode begins with the kids watching a video in class they're excited until they realize it's a product of pbs and the national film board of canada um it is a video about with the of uh, diversity which is apparently boring and bad which 
It probably is. Well, it's boring for kids because uh, you, that's the thing about these kind of diversity things is you have to like sneak it in with a story full of explosions and, you know, love triangles and those sorts of things, uh, because otherwise uh, kids will get bored if that's all you're talking about. And it looks like the the film that they were watching, despite being shown to Bart's fourth grade class, which was aimed at kindergartners. So obviously, Miss Krapapa would just be lazy that day. I mean, she's a teacher. She's got a hard life, man. Let her be. That is definitely true. Let her take the day off. Not, show video. Not not uh, to denigrate teachers at all, but yeah, no. Uh, so Miss Krapapa says, if you don't like video, they can watch. Look out the window, which the kids do, where they see Mr. Burns, where his car is broken down. Hey, Crypt Keeper, I like your Dodge Scaravan. <laughs> How dare you mock my Mobile-a-Mobile. It was the first car to outrun a man. A caveman? <laughs> I thought of that because I slept in a cave last night. Trouble. The... I will not be lampooned by school children. Kill them, Smithers. Ah, uh, you could just buy a new car, sir. Well, whatever's easier. A new car? May I suggest an Oldsmobile? Mr. Burns sucks! <laughs> Do I won't forget who mocked me. I'm taking your picture. Now, hold perfectly still for 78 minutes. Simpson! Charge! I mean, yes, sir. I just bought a new car. A nice foreign number. The Lamborghini Fastarossa. A Lamborghini Fastarossa? That's the car I think about when I make love to my wife. Yes. I need you to pick up my car at the factory in Italy and ship it directly back to me. I'll save thousands in taxes. You're sending me to Italy? Yes. Can I take my family? Sure. Do I have to hang out with them? It would be nice. quite the scream for only having to <laughs> spend time with your family but it is homer after all i didn't i that that the fact that that scream is so strange it did get a chuckle out of me uh, i'll be honest yeah. just the, the also, day go ahead i was just gonna say I, i'm really tired of all the jokes about nelson being poor and having <laughs> to sleep in caves and things i just come on we get it man just i don't ugh. uh i'm I, I didn't mind it because it's a little bit clever. It's a little bit like because a cave. It's such a weird thing. It's a weird like it's, it's not like he slept under a park bench. He slept inside of yeah. a cave, and you're like, okay, that's weird at least. Um, and there's some absurdity in this episode that does get me. Like I do like some of the jokes in it. Well, I like some of the jokes in the first couple acts. <laughs> not so much <laughs> the, the first couple acts. Yes, those make sense after that. Uh, the third act, uh, and and to be fair. It's a third, like, there. it's not that there isn't really cartoonish things in the first two acts, because there are a lot of them. There are. But I'm willing to let them go because I'm like, okay, this plot is interesting. You know, it could do something. It has potential still. It hasn't fallen apart, but... <sighs> okay, so, because I mentioned the cartoonishness, because the very, like, this is literally... Burns is buying a Lamborghini or Lamborghini, excuse me, and he wants Homer to go pick it up and drive it to a port so that Burns can save a couple thousand dollars in taxes, which is a thing that you you do. People do. They do yeah, buy. I mean, when these cars cost three, four hundred thousand dollars, there's probably like a 10 percent export tax. So it's saving like 40 grand more than enough that he'd be saving by just asking, you know, one of his employees to go over there and drive it a few hundred miles. But I would never have Homer. I'll, 
never have Homer drive my Lamborghini. Oh, God, no. the, the car is made out of tissue paper. Like if you just brush a curb, the car falls apart and costs a million dollars to fix. Um, mm-hmm. But they he wants Homer to, to go to Italy and drive it over to a, a port somewhere. And uh they're all, they go to they go to the airplane and we get a bit where Homer pulls on some wires and a part of a jet an engine one of the jet engine falls off the airplane and to Cletus's yard of all the places it could fall Matt uh, of course it has to fall in Cletus's yard and they got uh, now the kids have a, a a a new playhouse and also apparently Brandine is Cletus's mom in addition to his wife uh... that's what they say. It is what they say. That's you know what's funny incest. Ah, indeed, hilarious. So hilarious. We, so those things were just like, oh, the, it's this is hilarious. Why? Why didn't I think of this? They are. They we we get seen the airport in Italy where Lisa pretends to be Canadian, uh, so that the uh, all the Europeans don't hate them for being obnoxious Americans. Homer immediately is an American jerk, dispels any kind of camouflage Lisa's trying to put on, uh, and then we cut to the the car factory. Where the Lamborghini a, factory. The Lamborghini factory, where they're just a bunch of robots are putting a car together and they just drive it right off the line. Okay. That's how that works, Robbie. Sure. Uh, we also get an extended, extended Homer Bart uh, fight scene here inside the factory. Okay. Again, this is all I mean, like... you're paying that much money. I, I feel like that's what you're, you're asking for kind of thing. So, Homer, uh, they need to get the car to Rome. But Marta's like, I really want to see more of Italy. More, we're here. I want to see more of Italy. And that's fair. I'm with you, Marge. Yeah. Um, maybe the car takes a couple extra days to get to Rome. Maybe the roads are blocked and you, Homer didn't want to damage the car. Uh, but Homer basically interprets that, meaning that he they can goof off. So we get some sightseeing uh, where we drive around. Homer gets to go to an Italian McDonald's and drink wine in it uh, in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I think they see other there's some other Italian landmarks in here. There's a montage. But then we get the 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 inciting incident, Matt. The 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 second inciting incident of this episode. Where Homer and the, the family are run off well, not even run off the road. The car is destroyed by a cheese truck that has toppled over. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they got the cheese insurance, but it doesn't cover Mortadella. Doesn't cover Mortadella. That's, a gigantic that's just, block. What? A, what? Giant, a giant block of Mortadella, also on the cheese truck, smashes the car. Which, fine. This is where I'm at. This is where we're at, man. Where I'm just like, okay, fine. I buy that a while the Simpsons are driving an incredibly fast and an expensive sports car through Italy, it is destroyed. By a, a, a hundreds a of pounds of block of mortadella. Mortadella is not cheese, Matt. Okay, sorry. With some kind of weird meat. That's probably that's a, that's relatively close enough. Mortadella is kind of <laughs> is kind of a weird meat. I like mortadella, but it's hard to make. Uh, you should just go buy it if you're gonna. You can make mortadella. I I wouldn't, but um, the car is destroyed. And they push the car to the nearest village. They're in Tuscany, apparently. Um, and we 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 see Homer uh, meet some locals, and they are directed to the mayor, who speaks English. 
Maybe there's a mechanic in this Tuscan village. Hey, do you know anything about fixing sports cars? A scusi? It's a Lamborghini Festerosa XT550 with ABS Sport Tech Package. Eh, Americano. Americano? What the hell could that mean? Why can't you people learn to speak my language? I learned to eat your food. Il migliore capisce l'inglese. Hey, she says the mayor speaks English. I honor you and your country. Oh, Kentucky in Italian. This means whore. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor. They say you speak English. Indeed, I do. Sideshow Bob! The Simpsons! Indeed. Indeed, I do. Uh, so, hey, Matt, hey. Uh, they are in a little tiny town, a little village in Italy, and they... Who's the mayor? Sideshow Bob! What a shock! Oh my goodness! Uh, we go to commercial, seven minutes and... Seven minutes even. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we get uh, the explanation from Bob on how he got to this little town. Sideshow Bob, of all the regioni and all the villaggi in all of Italia, you had to be il maiore of this one. I can assure you, I'm as sorry to see you as you are to see me. How'd you wind up here? Yes, tell us your story. But it better have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you'd better make us root for the protagonist. My tale begins after I had once again attempted to murder Bart. Okay, so far I'm rooting for you. I needed a fresh start. But where? Not in this lifetime. Damn it! Never! Now cut that out. Ah, Tuscany. Fortune is finally smiling upon me. I left my past behind and moved to the small village of Sarsicchia. Acceptance came slowly. It's pronounced buongiorno. Your mouth is getting lazy on the second syllable. Here, let me guide you. <coughs> but that all changed when the grape harvest began. <gasps> Renuncio, questo è troppo difficile. Il nostro piedi piccoli si chiamo. Guardate, quei piedi grandi. <gasps> These feet are made for stomping. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these feet will make Chianti out of you. Ready, feet? Start stomping. It was the biggest harvest ever. Never had I felt such acceptance. The next spring, the Contadini elected me their mayor. But I won more than the love of a tongue. Roberto! Amore! This is my bride, Francesca, and my son, Gino. So, yes, now we know how Bob got there uh, by stabbing a globe and then cheating uh, and moving to the closest place to where he stabbed that he liked. Uh, and apparently he was an American jerk when he first got there and tried to tell the Italians how to speak Italian, which is going to go well. 
And now he, thanks to his giant feet, has become the mayor. And he's got his wonderful family. And as we will see, uh, they don't know anything about Bob's murderous past. They just think he's some American who showed up and helped with a great part of Attempted murderous yes. past, Matt. Sorry, attempted they don't, murderous it's like past. They don't, attempt, they, don't, they don't give Nobel Prizes for attempted chemistry, do they? I mean, they don't, uh, but generally trying to kill somebody is a little different than trying to, you know, make a chemical reaction. I, that's the joke, Matt. Uh, I, here, I'm still on board. All this. I'm still on board. I'm giving this episode a chance. I'm letting, I'm like, maybe, maybe this will be okay. Huh? Bob in Italy with a new family. Oh, that's a new twist. We get, Bob has a family. Bob settled down. Bob is in, he seems to put his past behind him. He likes being in this peaceful little village. Uh, and it makes like that's a fun little story of oh this is why they accepted him because he's so good at crushing grapes with his big feet that's fun it takes a little bit of continuity with his big feet and makes it okay he's a, he becomes a little bit of a folk hero a little of uh, uh okay I'll get I'll give it a chance let's see what happens maybe it'll be good well you know, <laughs> that goes Robbie good luck with that so well. uh. The family doesn't know about Bob's attempted murderous past. So Bob, uh, in a moment of what I only assume is weakness, begs the Simpsons not to tell. Um, because I guess his position in this village, despite being the mayor, is still relatively tenuous. Uh, so the family says, OK, we will not tell anyone about your murderous past if you fix the car. And Bob immediately agrees. Cause apparently he has that kind of uh, clout in this tiny Italian village to get parts and labor for, you know, a... Five hundred thousand dollars sparse car. Again, Matt. Uh, so you gotta let it go. That's the it, again. That's another. That is yet a, a, a ridiculous plot hole that they never investigate, never explore, never even touch on. There is just a broken car, and after a while, the car is fixed. We don't know how or why, or it doesn't make any sense. But I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Give this episode. Let it go. Let it go. Good idea. Keep doing that mm-hmm. as we go forward. All right. So. Uh, at this point, uh, Homer goes out and says hello to the people and starts acting like Mussolini, uh, even though he thought he was acting like Donald Trump. Both wonderful references uh, that totally hold up nowadays and aren't disturbed. In the here, here, Matt, I'm going to say Donald Trump, not not as a, much of a villain in the grand scope of history as Mussolini. Yeah, you're probably right. Not quite as much, but getting there uh Given what he's inspired. That's a pretty low bar. You know, hey, he's not as bad a person as Mussolini was. But to be fair, Mussolini got really lucky and it was stirring up some undercurrents of things that were all already there in Italian society, which uh, I think Donald Trump also did. So I think comparing the two of them are is pretty close. Actually, this, You're weak in history. You guys are welcome for all this knowledge. Exactly. If you guys want to hear more, uh, there is an episode or a podcast called uh, Behind the Bastards that's uh, behind the insurrections i believe which talks about mussolini's rise to power and how it almost didn't happen and when it first happened mussolini was actually in a car headed out of the country because he thought it would fail and they would come for him (laughs) the kind of person mussolini was you're welcome you're welcome behind the bastards for that free plug (laughs) i i would i would thank my lucky stars if anyone involved with that show actually listened to us we're very popular (sighs) man everyone loves us i mean we are very popular but you know they're they're a big podcast anyway Mm -hmm. so uh, the family spends some time checking out the town. Uh, Homer eats ground raw meat straight from the grinder at the uh, sausage maker. And then uh, Bob asks Marge, oh, he kisses you with that mouth? Uh, to which Marge just kind of looks disgusted. And yeah, Homer, we're wait, all with well, you there. Well, Homer Homer get, at, tells Marge that he loves her with a mouthful of raw meat. Mm-hmm. 
I would hear Matt. Mm-hmm. They are they explicitly say that there is a joke here, and there's a couple of good gags. You know, they're very subtle gags. The very like that I appreciate. I really liked like the fact that uh, Bob introduces this butcher as someone who uh, the fa- their family has uh, butchered the same pigs for like six pigs for 600 years or something like that and that is a thing in italy which and that those those hams are incredibly delicious and very expensive and the 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 butcher says to them in italian says i am haunted by the ghosts of a ten thousand pigs and (laughs) that's i laughed at that i thought that was a good bit um and if that meat is that really rare pork, I'm not as grossed out by Homer <laughs> eating it directly from the grinder because it's it is really rare and it's you're very unlikely to get sick from it, honestly. But it's still gross. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty adventurous eater, and I I would I, I've literally eaten meat off a pig's face before. Like uh, uh, so. Ugh. It was cooked. It was like a whole roasted head. That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> you you, you don't want to. You don't want to carve meat off of a roasted pig head. I I don't really eat pork, so I try not to do that. Well, okay. For one, okay, Matt. First, you don't make friends with salad. I think that's established. I mean, I don't, but I, it... you make friends with fake meat. Uh, depends. <laughs> <laughs> do you want those people as your friends, though? I mean, I do. Okay. And, fine mm-hmm. so at this point uh they also go to a soccer match where bob is also uh celebrated for his large feet which apparently makes him a better soccer player and there's a big party for the entire family uh when the car is fake and at this party uh the kids are are given wine a tradition the town drunk is only two years old isn't that hilarious a two-year-old drunk it's uh, it, uh, they make it they make the baby a little Barney like it has like it sounds a little bit like Barney and it has a burp like Barney. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, the kids get to have a little wine and unfortunately for uh, Bob, uh, Lisa spoils everything. It's obvious why Bob is a vaunted pillar of your community. Yeah, but he's a wanted killer in our community. <laughs> He deserves to be hailed at this winding. More like jailed at Sing Sing. Time for bed now. <laughs> Drunken children tell the ugliest lies. Sideshow <laughs> 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 Bob! Sideshow Bob? He'll foot it to you, You tried to make the murder? But, darling, the boy drove me to murder by exonerating a harlequin who I framed for robbery at the Quickie Mart. Oh, it all sounds so stupid. You have brought the shame upon our humble mafia-controlled village. You are welcome in Salsiccia. No more! <laughs> He's getting that stabby look. Simpson family, I hereby swear. Ah, vendetta! 
Britain means Vendetta! <laughs> so, yes, uh, this is where the episode kind of goes off the rails just a little bit, uh, because somehow uh, this town believes Lisa over Bob. Uh, also, for some reason, Bob is wearing his inmate uniform underneath his clothes. And, oh, that's right, everyone in the world has somehow heard of every criminal in Springfield. I mean, the Italian cops open up a book and there is uh, a list of crimes, including Snake for breaking and entering and Bob for multiple attempted murder. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's where we end act two uh, with Bob swearing a vendetta. It won't be communicated really in the final product because I erase most of the silence. Uh, but I was just quiet for a good 30 seconds. And I, Matt, I, this is, you know, I, I made a point to mention, so met this a couple times already in this episode about, I'm just giving this episode a chance, you know, first couple, first couple acts. Oh yeah. I'll let that slide. Now this makes sense really, but I'll let it slide. See where it goes. Maybe the character work at the I end will, will redeem it. Maybe there'll be fun capers and it will make sense in the end. And who cares about, how they get the car fixed or why did burn send Homer or you know, all these different reasons there could be for me to go. This episode makes sense. It doesn't make sense. They clearly didn't know what they're doing. I'm like, I can let that stuff go. So Lisa getting drunk and spilling the beans, uh, about Bob's past. I, uh, okay. Okay. I, why? Like I would just pick Homer. That'd be, it feels so much cleaner to me, but whatever. Why? Matt, I want you, I'm asking you a couple questions, and you uh, you are I'm gonna you, I want you to play the role of a Simpsons writer, okay? Uh, okay. And I want you to do your best to explain to me why uh, characters are behaving a certain way. Ooh, that's tough, but I think I can do it. Okay, so Mr. Simpsons writer, why is Bob wearing his prison uniform underneath his suit? Uh, well, you see, it's because uh, it's very cold in Italy, and uh, Bob liked to have a, little, a couple extra layers. You always dress in layers, you know? Wouldn't he just destroy that, like, immediately? I don't think... I'm but... sure it has some sentimental value. And he wanted if he ever went back to America, right? He got out... But he got out of... He got released. I mean, he got released from prison. He wasn't... He didn't escape, so he wouldn't have a uniform anymore. They would give him his clothes back. Why does I mean, he I have the possibility, but maybe he snuck it out. It has memories for him, Robbie, of better times. Okay. All right. Um, my next question. Why does the Italian, the, the police force in this very tiny Italian village, there's a police force, I'll add, multiple policemen. Um, why do they have a book that is filled with Springfield criminals? Minor criminals, even. Oh. Well, I mean, Springfield's very popular throughout the world, Robbie. Everyone loves Springfield. So, you know, they have uh, – everyone subscribes to their things. It's it's like the uh, it's like the Italian version of, uh, you know, Weeaboos uh, or Otaku. They just – you know, they love Springfield. They know everything about it. Your answers are garbage, Mr. Simpsons writer. Those are terrible. <laughs> That's – the reason is the plot dictates uh -huh. it, that, that you have this third act nonsense and you needed all these things to happen in the span of a minute. <laughs> like, Bob is a respected mayor of this tiny Italian town. And then within the span of a minute, he is hated by everyone in it and declares a vendetta on The Simpsons. Correct. I'm off. I'm off the train. I hate. This. I know. I hate this episode. Let's oh, go. No. Why? Why would you do this? 
Why on earth, Matt? Why? Why would you do? This was interesting. This is fun. This is something they haven't done before. And then they have to make it another. Oh, Bob tries to kill people. Because that's what Bob did. I just, he has a family now. Okay, and they even. Okay. Okay. We come back for commercial. 15 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, Bob chases the family. Um, and they run and get they they uh eventually it, it, there is so much nonsense in this third act. It's just Looney Tunes. It's just oh, ridiculous yeah. nonsense that just fills up space. It doesn't do anything. It's not like I is it supposed to be funny? I don't really know. Uh, but eventually they are they're on a a, a race. Um, and the car escapes by driving on an aqueduct. They take a Lamborghini effectively. Off road, mm-hmm. and then onto an aqueduct, Matt. An That's old, correct, ancient, not old, ancient Italian aqueduct. That's fine. That's okay. We're doing this. Is... The the car is totally fine until they run off the edge of the aqueduct and get it uh, trapped on top of a weird spire. I know this doesn't communicate on the in a podcast, but I'm just bashing my head into the microphone very softly. Just just tapping it with my forehead because I really want to scream and my wife is on a business call and two rooms over so I'm going to be very polite and say this is very stupid and I hate it uh this episode like was and like there is a certain level of slapstick and of of Looney Tunes I am willing to accept in a Bob episode Bob is a kind of a Looney Tunes character. He's a little cartoonish. He, you can do. He's a little bit of a roadrunner. You know, you can do a little bit more with him, as we saw in Cape Fear, famously. You know, he gets smashed by elephants, and that doesn't bother me whatsoever. I think it's one of my. It's one of the funniest gags in Simpsons history to me. Is Bob screaming, "Not the elephants!" as elephants step on him, and that would kill anyone. An elephant stepping on you kills you. Elephants are very heavy, but I don't care because it's really funny. And Bob's a little bit of a cartoon character, and it it can work. But it that that scene works because it is so so different than the tone of of Bob when he's trying to be a murderer. You know, he's hunting in Cape Fear. Bob is hunting down the family. He's hunting down Bart, and he's tracking them over a long distance to try and kill them, kill Bart in particular. And he's very serious and very grim, and then. And, he, and this and the scene where he gets stepped on elephants is right after he threatens to murder Bart. So you have this lovely juxtaposition of very, something very serious and then something very silly. And this is what they're trying to do here. You know, I, I think that's truly what they're trying to do, where, you know, Bob's declaring a vendetta and et cetera, et cetera. And then, oh, but then we get a wacky car chase. Doesn't work. Does not work. And uh, they crash the car, uh, but it, they drive off the aqueduct and land on, like Matt said, a little spire, straighted on top, and they just climb down. It's fine. Uh, the car is just up there. The car's just up there, Matt. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Does Mr. Burns care about that car? Well, he called in to ask at some point, and then we don't hear from him ever again. Oh! So we don't get the reason that the episode's the, the very beginning of the episode, we get a reason why they go to Italy. Never resolved. Correct. Okay. Uh, so Bob's upset, and now we, uh, Bob's wife and small child, catch up to him. And we discover that they are totally cool with murder. Why do I keep trying to kill them? Roberto! Francesca, you've come to me. 
Well, you caught me at the right time because I swear never to raise this hand in vengeance again. And now, Roberto, if the Simpsons have dishonored you, they have dishonored our family. And we shall take revenge as a family. Vendetta! Vendetta! Vendetta for me, Papa! Ah, revenge is a dish best served family style. <laughs> <laughs> so yes it turns out bob's family is just as evil as he is uh-huh what okay you're again i want you to you're mr simpsons writer again uh, Mr. Writer. Oh no, man! Can't you be the Simpsons writer this time? No, you're 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 the you're Mister Simpsons writer. Your first name is Simpsons. Your second name is Writer. Oh, hey. So, Mister Writer, can I? Up until this point, we are told over and over and over again that Bob's wife and small child know nothing about his past. Correct. Correct. They think he is just uh, an American that's come over to Italy and kind of stumbled into this job as mayor of the small village and they've fallen in love with each other and et cetera, et cetera. But so in this, this is literally, I think just happened, right? That we haven't like had a time elapse. Like the second act ends. No, the and Simpsons they, literally jumped in the car and drove off. Right. They just happened. And his wife and child are immediately okay with trying to kill this entire family. Well, Robbie, what you don't realize is that uh, Italians in general are very family focused, and Bob underestimated his family. He he underestimated their loyalty to himself versus uh, their you know uh, horror at him at trying to kill this family. Uh, because again, uh, everyone's like the mafia in Italy, and their their family is what's important, not you know the law. Uh, this, this, these people, Bob's wife and his son are totally on board because, you know, that's the kind of people they are. Oh, you know, someone has insulted Bob, therefore they have to die. Just doesn't stop, does it? You just got to keep, it going. really doesn't. You just got to keep doing this, like just piling things on top of each other that are inter- like that could be real fun, uh, real fun ideas. And I'm not saying that Bob has to stay the mayor of his Italian village. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what you do with this episode is have someone spill the beans and have the village react in some way and have a lot of fun with it. But I feel like that's I feel like this should be more of a Frasier episode than it should be a Simpsons episode. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because like a lot of Frasier episodes, they kind of develop their miscommunication and and people trying to hide secrets from people like relatively innocuous secrets. And I feel like this that's what this episode more should be, which which is Bob, like, just trying to sheepishly hide the fact that he's tried to kill people before, et cetera, et cetera. Not car chases, wacky car chases. And and then his family okay with them being murderers, like, all of a sudden. The little, the little child is immediately a horror movie character. Like, immediately. The little kid is carrying around a butcher knife. Mm-hmm. Well... Everyone carries butchers knives around Robbie, obviously. That's what murderers do. I again, it's just it's not so. If this made more sense, I wouldn't mind it. It could make sense if they worked at it. They don't. They don't. They just things are. This third act is out of its mind. It just spontaneously things happening over and over and over again. They lose the car, and uh, the Simpsons are now on foot in Rome. I guess. I guess it's Rome. So you see the Coliseum, and they see that Krusty is in Italy. Doing a performance of Pagliacci. 
Yes, that's what we need is Krusty doing Pagliacci. Can I? Hey, Mr. Simpsons writer. Oh, man. Why don't you just leave me alone? I just wanted to get home. Why is Krusty in this episode? Because whenever you have Sideshow Bob, you have to have Krusty. Duh. It really, Matt, you're doing a really good job. Like, I cannot tell. <laughs> you are just disappearing into this performance. I want to say. I really are, am. You should, you should probably, you should find some work on the stage. Because I feel like you just vanish. You're like a chameleon. You just turn into Mr. Simpson's writer. Because I can't tell the difference um, between, uh, what I, that's what I fully buy is them going, it's, it's Bob. Of course Krusty's there. Like, Krusty's uh, uh-huh. bad at being Pagliacci. We get a little bit of that. Um, I literally titled this clip, Krusty's here. Krusty, you gotta help us. I don't do gotta. Sideshow Bob has sworn a vendetta against us. Vendetta? What's that? An Italian vending machine? Ah, oh, that's my opening joke. And my closer. And my saver. And my topper. <laughs> Please help us, Krusty. We don't want to be the first Christians to die at the Coliseum. Uh, I'll tell you what. Put on these costumes. Go on the stage and mix in with the crowd scenes. He won't kill you in front of all those witnesses. Can I be the Phantom of the Opera? Dad, the Phantom isn't in this. But I do a great impression of him. Um, I am the gayest supervillain ever. Beware my scented candles. Ooh, scented. No more Rice Krispies. We are out of Rice Krispies. <laughs> hey, don't blame me. I didn't write this crap. I can't believe what that clown is doing to Leon Cavallo. And they call me a murderer. Oh, did we really have to hear Homer's impression of the Phantom again, Robbie? You tell me, Mr. Simpson's writer. Ugh, we don't. We never, ever, ever again. <laughs> Ugh. This one, this, frankly, Matt, that joke from Krusty is that Vendetta is an Italian uh, vending machine is mm-hmm. way funnier than than everything else in this third act. Like, like as a just a written joke, it has a punchline. You know, it's not just things happening. It's just not wackiness, and we're supposed to laugh. And why is Krusty thinking about Rice Krispies? Like, what what's happening? Why? I don't know. So Krusty says, "Hey." Put on some costumes and hang out on. Krusty says, "Put on some costumes and hang out on stage while I do Pagliacci in the crowd scenes. They'll never see you." Of course, on stage is the best place to hide. Everyone knows. That. I, I, th- and the family is like, "Yeah, that sounds good." You are is everyone? The everyone is carrying the idiot ball in this episode, Matt. Every single character is carrying the idiot ball. <laughs> Every uh-huh. character, all of them, not just. One or two. All of them are. Krusty is an idiot for suggesting this. The family are all idiots for disagreeing to it. Bob and his family are idiots because they can't manage to kill these other tremendous idiots. Bob's an idiot for wearing a prison uniform underneath his suit. Like, like everyone is an idiot. Who am I rooting for? Who do I like in this? I don't like any of them. So Bob and the family immediately spots them. Of course they do. Why would they not? You're on stage. Just go rent a hotel room and hide out. I don't like... Why is this happening? This is so stupid. Uh, I... Uh, so Krusty gets uh, gets kicked off stage. or No, he they open a trap door. I don't know who does that, though. The crowd doesn't like Krusty, and a trap door opens, and Krusty falls into it. Who opened that trap door? Is that Bob? Uh, Bob did, because Bob comes out of the uh, the ground. 
Is that what I'm supposed to? Uh, that's the that's the that's already the, wearing Bob's Pagliacci uh, costume. It's a that that's supposed to. I'm supposed to infer that Bob opened that trap door. Well, yeah, because Bob comes out of that exact same trap door. Like Bob opens it, Krusty falls through. Bob comes up through the uh, the same trap door. Can I get like a single scene with Bob pushing a button, Matt? Bob's in the Bob's in the crowd up until that point with binoculars. I mean, yeah, but he then ran off, Robbie. That's just the way it works. <sighs> Can I just? I just want things to be established. That's all I'm asking. Damn. It's not. That's, I don't think that's too crazy. Just establish where people it's are. It's too much, Robbie. It's just too much. I guess it. Thank you, Mr. Simpson's writer. That's too much work. Thanks. I get it. Mm-hmm. So Robbie, we have only so much time. We have a lot of commercials to fit in. Okay. I hate you. It's so accurate. It's such a good. <laughs> we have we have to fit on all those commercials. So Bob Bob pulls Krusty off the stage. It takes his place, and uh, Bob performs Pagliacci very well. Does a great job. Uh, we got Kelsey Grammer singing. It's very enjoyable. It's the only thing I enjoyed in this third act is uh, Kelsey Grammer singing of, of Pagliacci, and uh, as Bob is singing, the rest of the family, the rest of Bob's family, his wife and young child come onto the stage and are surrounding the family i the, with they each have a knife i don't know why why have the family armed themselves by the way and all this time nothing they don't run and tell don't a po- why don't they run and tell a policeman well i mean again no one in italy believes in police robbie i mean come on duh. there were just policemen in the like there were literally policemen in that little village. They did nothing while Bob went and tried to murder this family. Like your plot is defeated by the simplest of moves, and they we're just supposed to go. Ah, it's fine. It doesn't happen. It's we have this wacky car chase. Italy's lawless. Oh, okay. So they're surrounded, uh, and then Krusty comes back, and saves the day. Krusty, you saved us. Well, I need someone to help me smuggle antiquities to America. Everyone break off a piece and hide it on your person. Hide it well. Vendetta! 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 Farfalla! Farfalla Vendetta! Farfalla Vendetta! Farfalla Vendetta! I I hate that little kid. Yeah. I hate I hate that little kid. Like, it really, like, it really... He's fine at first, because he... Because he doesn't say much. He's just a little cute little kid. He steps on a rake. And that's a, that's a fun little moment. He just screams, Vavada and Data, over and over and over again. Like a little scrappy-doo. And it's just the most obnoxious. <laughs> a little scrappy-doo. Ouch, man. Where's the lie, Matt? There isn't one. I'm just saying, man, that's rough. That's how annoying he is. Running around with those, his little knife. And it's so stupid. The family is just in the Krusty's limo. What happens? What? That's not an ending. What happens after this? Uh, obviously, Bob and the family give up and are never heard from again and never come back in a future episode. Like you can do a a ending in an episode where, oh, Bob and the family are, are you know, disappear in this, you know, with an ominous portent. Like, oh, eventually they're going to come back and attack the Simpsons. OK, that's OK. You can do that. But you have to have a scene. Literally, you have to have a scene where the Simpsons are, you know, in talking to you have them back in Springfield. You have here. This is how you just that's how this episode should end, Matt. You have a scenes. You have two scenes back in Springfield. If you want, you can combine them into one where the, the Simpsons first they talk to Burns and they we settle what happened to the car. 
and they, and and they make a joke about how it's in Italy still and it's on top of a thing. Whatever. Right. It's like, oh, I saved the taxes uh, from getting it over here. So you know, here you go, kind of thing. Instead of this stupid bit at the end, while they're uh, being sung to by a, a, a conductor in a Venetian uh, boat. And then and then you have a scene with Wiggum. Wiggum's a good enough. He's a he's a policeman. That's all it has to be. Oh, jeez. Yep. You have a scene with Wiggum in the Springfield, and 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 they and this is them going like, uh, how, you, they ask. You don't even have to set up. You just have them ask. Hey. Hey, uh, Chief, have you gotten any word back from Interpol about Bob? And Wiggum says something ominous about, no, they found no trace of him except a note that says, I'm coming for you. Or something like that is so, it's that it's that easy. It, do, it, it, it takes 15 seconds. And then you have a secondary joke where the Simpsons go, oh, OK. And they're not it's not a big deal because Bob has never succeeded at killing them. Literally, ever. Ever. Does it make this episode good? No, it's still terrible. The third act is just miserable. But it it ends the episode. You, you can't, like, it's literally like, oh, well, we have, it, it really, it feels like they literally had 21 minutes of an episode, but they wrote 20, they wrote, the, the episode was 22 minutes long, and the episode, they only had 21 minutes of time. So they're just like, oh, we just don't do the last minute. Because I'm, I don't, there's no ending here. This episode doesn't end. It just stops. This episode is all right until the third act. Well, I think it's a lot of the Simpsons episodes, especially in this time frame, uh, is they just, they can't stick the landing. I mean, I get it. Endings are hard. Ask anybody who creates things, especially stories. And ending things is tough. But I think they had it in them to do better, and they just didn't. I'm going to disagree with you, Matt. Oh, really? Endings are easy. Especially for the Simpsons. I'm going to say endings are easy. Oh, wow. Endings are easy if you pick the ending as the first thing you do. I I can't. I, here, I, I, I'm going to, we're going to have, here is Robbie's writing class 101. I, I know that there is like a romantic idea of what writing is, of how you, you sit down at a keyboard or, or a typewriter or your word processor or with a pen and paper and you, the, the words pour out of you and the story forms in front of your eyes. But when you're doing an episode of, the, of television, especially one in what was television for most of it's like now you have all these streaming services. Television can be an episode. Of television can be whatever you want it to be. It can be 20 minutes. It can be 35, it can be 42, 56 you know, so, uh, some of the Marvel shows on on Disney Plus are that some episodes are forty minutes long, some are an hour to five minutes long. They just they vary depending on how long they how long they need to be, which is ideal, honestly. But when you're working on a Simpsons, you know how long it's going to be. They have that knowledge of, of of it before them. They have the knowledge. They know how long this is going to be. You play with you you plan the whole thing out with a beginning, a middle, end. In mind, you go, and how long do I have? How much time do I have? How many pages is that going to be? And if you're you run a little bit over, you you cut some lines, you cut some scenes, things you don't need. But you don't cut an ending. You don't run up to the end and go, oh, we don't have time for this, so we just don't have an ending. Cut a joke or two, if if that's what it takes, because at least your show makes sense then. Endings aren't hard. Oh. Endings are easy. Endings are dictated by the plot. Endings are dictated in The Simpsons. Like, you return to the status quo. That is the ending. It's always the ending of The Simpsons. 
there's always an ending. They get back to where they were. And if you want to throw in a seed of Bob being around for a future episode, you can do that. It takes 10 seconds. I just told you the scene. You can do it. A, there you, you go. Can, you can do it a million different ways. You don't even have to do it that way. That's just the way I came up with the top of my head. It, I just, it's again, it's just baffling. Like, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Mr. Simpson's writer. Why did you do this? Well, you see, um, I had to get home, uh, to my, my, you know, loving family, uh, at like six o'clock at night. And I just decided that, uh, their time was more important than, you know, doing better at this. And, you know, we have to kick out 24 episodes of these a year. So there really wasn't a time to do anything else without sacrificing my health and welfare. Could you get better at writing though? Like you do it faster. Well, that's just silly. I mean, who gets better at things? You just do things. Come on. Duh. Or, or expect, want more? Like, I don't know. Like, no, we don't, we had no pride. I'm just going to pump out some nope. garbage. None this one, this one, a writer's guild award, Matt. Do you know that? That. Uh huh. Won the writer's guild of America award for outstanding writing and animation. Maybe they just have really low standards. I mean, their competition that year was probably Family Guy and American Dad and South Park. Oh, wait, so it was just animated shows? That was animation, yeah, just an animation. Okay, so that, that makes a little more sense. I was like, wow. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right about that. Like, what else? Will they, what else other, in 2005, what other competition is there? Not a whole lot. Nowadays, it's a lot better. But back No, there's then, way more better Itali- uh, Italian. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is Italy. More better? More better in Italy. There's uh, better... <laughs> animated shows easily uh but this is one of the writers gonna work um hey we'll rank this episode of the show oh uh robbie is this episode broken no you were right the first time with that quick fix idea let's see quick fix quick fix uh-huh. i mean yeah i mean how how did they let this out the door how did they let this third act be a thing I mean, the best I can think of is they wanted lots of jokes and whoever's in charge. There's got to be like one group of people in the writer's room who is in charge of story. And then one group that whose job is to go back over it and throw in jokes. So it's funny. And I feel like whoever the person group that is in charge of working out over to put jokes in there just has a completely definition of what's critical to an episode than the rest of us do. Is that Al Jean? Maybe. I don't know were they too busy writing the movie where they're just like we don't have time for the regular show we're to put all our energy into the movie and make the movie good i'm really clutching at straws man i'm just trying to find some reason uh fix this episode rewrite the third act entirely dismiss the second act doesn't end it ends maybe have us you can have a reveal of bob getting them finally discovering who bob really is the, the his family and the rest of the village but all this like make it something more clever one they just have drunk lisa reveal it and then then they have bob's wearing his prison uniform underneath his clothes and then bob is in his book from a time it's just the most serious the stupidest series of events make it more clever make it fun and and don't just have him devolve back into just being a murderer all the time i thought we were done with that great last detective he was a good guy yeah he helped the family. Can't we? No, we can't do that anymore. No, no, we can't. Okay. I mean, that's all it takes. I mean, I, I make it more like I said earlier. Make it more like a Fraser episode with like people not knowing what's going on, and and I would I would have a series of events where 
that the family accidentally reveals who Bob really is and everyone looks past it or they pretend like they don't understand, you know, have Bart slip up and call Bob a, a criminal or a killer and you'd have different pieces of evidence pop up and the the family and the, the village overlook all these things. And then I, I honestly would have it the third act where you have the climax is the whole it. The, the truth is revealed un, undoubtedly unequivocally revealed to his family and to the village. And they go, Oh yeah, we know, we know Bob, you know, he, it's, but we like Bob. He's really good at, yeah, it's a, he's really good at smashing those grapes. We, He's really good at smashing the grapes. He fits in really well with, uh, you know, the culture. He's he's basically, uh, I mean, Bob is basically Fraser Crane in a Simpsons environment. So he is the upper crust uh, Italian noble that existed for hundreds of years. So, you know, they're used to having that kind of person on top. Uh, but yeah, it's like after that, oh, the town obviously sides with Bob. And now the family has to escape the town. That makes way more sense than the town turning on Bob. I would, I would, I would just say the family leaves, right? I don't know. I don't need, I don't need like some dramatic thing going on. Like it's fine. A series of misadventures is fine. It doesn't need to be, I don't need a third, a third act set piece every single episode. Like what? Like I, every single, like just change it up. Oh my God. So tiring. I like literally the season 32 episode we watched that came out this week, the week that this comes out spoofs the the reliance on the simpsons third act at set piece thing where they have a pretend one that be, turns that's actually a dream sequence it, it doesn't happen and the real thing is it's kind of boring but it makes sense for the characters and it's actually because of that fact it's funny like god almighty mm-hmm. but it's not hard like it doesn't seem hard it seems easy oh you had a lot of episodes right it okay does. i don't know just maybe make... we're wrong but it seems like it shouldn't be this I don't. I don't know, Matt. I am. <sighs> that's me. That's what. That's that's what this oh, episode makes me feel. Well, we're Matt. done now, Robbie. We can talk about other more interesting things. Mm, we're not done. <laughs> oh, we're not done quite, quite yet, Matt. We still got to think a couple things to do. We can move on to our next site. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments News Group is where I go to our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show uh, and ask what they thought about the episode. Uh, they make me laugh, which is what I sorely need <laughs> after I watch these episodes. Uh, from Alex, I think this was the first episode after it became quote unquote good in The Great Louse Detective. And that's a return episode. It's not too bad. Not the worst of the episodes. Cool. We get to meet his wife and kid. And the fi- Family Guy American Dad jab was funny. Yeah, there is a Family Guy American Dad joke uh, because they are listed as part of the criminals uh, and listed for as plagiarists, which, yeah, accurate. Yeah. Uh, from Brian, it's hard to hate a Sideshow Bob episode, which is good because Bob saves this from being a pain by numbers Simpsons go-to blank episode. It's not to say the Bob stuff is great. It's far from the best. I really hate the Krusty Opera stuff. Why is he singing about Rice Krispies? And his kid shouting vendetta oh. over and over. It makes me want to throw my TV in the garbage. <laughs> I do appreciate that Bob's family does return at Funeral for a Fiend, which stands as my favorite post-classic era Bob episode. Long story short, it's fine. Also, I'm happy Lisa's dream of visiting Italy came true after the long wait since last week's episode. 
Uh, yes, fair enough. Um, from Tim, on the good side, the premise of Sideshow Bob moving to a foreign country to start anew is a good one. The diversity, diversity video and Trump Mussolini comparisons are sadly on point. And of course, Kelsey Grammer always delivers. Too, the, too bad the writers had 20 other minutes to fill. Mostly, I found it kind of meh, but the scene with Wigan shooting up a room with a bunch of kids brings us down many notches. Projected uh, rank 305. Yeah, we didn't even mention we didn't the fact... We talk about that, we? Cut we? Back uh. to, we cut, they, they briefly cut back to Wigan and the cops shooting up a room filled with children because they because Bob used to live there. So that also happens in Let's this talk episode. About Penn State. <sighs> Next from JJ. Kind of wish they'd stopped doing Sideshow Bob episodes after The Great Louse Detective, or at least not brought him back as a villain. The Great Louse Detective had him overcoming his desire to murder Bart, and it was a nice book into the saga. But here it's all undone. He makes his complete transition to character cartoon villain. I can't believe they had him wearing his prison uniform under his suit. And they did. Uh. And did they forget to write an ending? The episode just stops abruptly. Best gag of the shot at Family Guy and American Dad. Everything else, meh. Uh, from Derek, I can't stand this episode. Just pure irritation from beginning to end. From the nonsense plotting to rubbish attempts at humor to detestable characters, the whole thing exudes a level of obnoxiousness hitherto unseen, which is saying something because there's been some very annoying episodes before. Throw in a non-ending, and this one really does belong in the trash heap. It's really gratifying, I would say, to see my opinion, see other people also recognize just what from from benjamin always fun to see the simpsons take on that classic premise premise picking up your boss's car in italy to ship it to america <laughs> this <laughs> this is just horrible from start to finish i kept checking the time to see how much more time how much more i had to sit through not funny not interesting just annoying uh finally from lauren uh, i thought that mr robbie and mr matt were supposed to like their patrons but in order to comment on these posts we have to watch crap Actually, crap would be Latter Day uh, Latter Day Family Guy episodes. I'd rather watch that over this episode. I do enjoy Kelsey Grammer's singing, and I lived in Kentucky for a few years, so I smiled at that joke. But overall, yuck. Did I laugh? Nope. Did I check how much time there was left? Often. It was boring and mildly offensive. It could be because I'm part Italian, but I was not amused. This episode sucks. <laughs> we do appreciate our patrons. I appreciate the patrons who post on the reviews of these episodes even more. Because I also it makes us laugh. Thank you guys. I too had to watch this episode. Uh, helps help me get through it. Uh, I will post. Uh, I post a call to uh, for review every Monday morning on our Patreon. And if you are a, a, a supporter, you can post your your thoughts, even if it's may may sometimes be punishing <laughs> to watch these episodes. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Lister Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our Lister Question of the Week this week is what is your favorite heist movie? Everyone likes a good heist movie, right, Matt? I sure hope so, because we're watching Money Plane for the bonus episode this month. <laughs> Money Plane. They also Money say plane. They also say the words Money Plane a lot, of, a lot in Money Plane. Well, I hope Kelsey so. Grammer says the word money. He says money plane a lot. He's like money plane. It's like a he just it's like a money plane, money plane. He doesn't sing. Unfortunately, I don't think Aww. he sings. Uh, but uh, lots of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. Our first answer from Laura. And now you see me an all star cast plus constant twists and turns. This was a good heist movie that only, that kept me on my toes from Alex. The Oceans trilogy with Clooney. They're just fun. Definitely not wrong there. Uh, from Andy, I second the Oceans trilogy. However, I also put National Treasure as my favorite. Oh, 
I didn't even think. How, how did I not think of National Treasure as a heist movie? Of course it is. Um, That's getting well, out of my collection. Well, Hold Matt, on. No, well, well, Matt, they've got to they've got to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> they sure do, Robbie. They sure do. Uh, from Casey. Baby Driver is like watching a getaway driver instead of a jukebox that is filled with the best music. The colors and aesthetic matched with the superb cast definitely makes it worth a watch. Uh, from Tim, I'll go for True Romance, a far better anti-drug PSA than actual anti-drug PSAs are. Well, it'd be hard to be worse than those. Uh, from Benjamin, always a fan of The Sting and just a good time all around. Still haven't seen that one. Need to see that one. You haven't seen The Sting, uh, man? From, I haven't, no. You'd think I would have. But. Yeah, it's a good anyway. movie. Uh, from Mike, Jackie Brown, a great role for Pam Greer. And that was actually on a list I found uh, of the best heist movies. So I didn't realize I, Tarantino ever made a heist movie. I I mean, I, I don't I think it is fair. I think it is fair to call Jackie Brown a heist movie. I just don't I don't I don't think many people think of it as a heist movie because it right, is. That's what, that's what I was going Because for. it's Tarantino and it's like, you know, it has it's the least Tarantino of all, his, all the Tarantino movies, I would say. Yeah, I read something when I, on that list. Like, oh, after that movie, he went back to just being Tarantino, <laughs> like going hard into that instead yeah. of you know. Front- yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yes. Anyway, uh, where was I? Chris. Uh, oh, uh, from Chris. Uh, I have such a man crush on the Ocean's movies. Uh, I will watch them anytime, anywhere. And it also, it also just so happens that Matt Damon is in most of my favorite movies: Ocean's, Born series, and Rounders. So maybe I just have a man crush on him, and I'm just now realizing it. Hey, that's that's cool. Matt Damon's a good actor. I I enjoy him and stuff. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, from at L Columbia eighty eight, Ocean's Eleven is such a good movie. Uh, from at Port ATX, Fast Five is a perfect heist movie, and I will fight anyone who disagrees. You are not wrong there. That is a surprisingly good heist movie. Uh, from at Yes, it's Aaron. Out of sight, even J Lo's acting couldn't ruin it. Who boy? Okay. Uh, from at Maximum Wild, uh, Heat all caps. Uh, also true. <laughs> It's great, but I do like. I just really uh, like from him writing the all. Heat. No, not. I just like him saying all caps. Like that's that's very all caps. Uh, okay. Uh, where was it? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, from at hippie two hundred inside man. Remember being so impressed by the plot twist as a kid, Robbie. What is yours? I, I my answer not influenced by uh, Jenny, uh, but it is inside man. That's my favorite heist oh, movie. Oh man, that's mine too. Stop stealing my stuff. I'm not stealing anything, Matt. You asked me this. I you asked me. You could just said your answer, and then I, then you. I would technically, then I would be stealing. But I even pick Inside Man. I love Inside Man. It's a. It is not a super complicated movie, but I I I like heist movies that them they themselves are like a puzzle. Like it. it yeah. th- those are my. Those are usually my favorite heist movies. Not the 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 little bit more. A little bit of a a little bit of a twist on it, and it's a Spike Lee doing a genre movie, which is a lot of fun because usually he doesn't really he generally does kind of very straightforward dr- dramas um, or comedies, but this is a genre film, and I think that's interesting. What is your answer, Matt? Uh, it's Inside Man. How about that? <laughs> it's just really interesting. I feel like Clive Owen does a good job. Uh, you know, he usually usually does but uh the cast is honestly fantastic everyone does a wonderful job of what they are supposed to do and it's just it's fun it's one of those ones like robbie said where you have to think about it as it's going along and you really don't know if you haven't seen it before what's going to happen and how it's all going to come together yeah it's a, the movie itself is a little bit of a trick and I, a magic trick i kind of like that uh next week's question is we're 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 rounding back around to a simpsons question where would you like the simpsons to visit in an episode somewhere they haven't been we might have asked this question once upon a time, but if we have, I forgot about it, and it's fine. So, where'd you like the Simpsons to visit? 
Or, where would you like the Simpsons to revisit and do it justice? Oh. That's also a, a, a perfectly acceptable answer. Uh, post this question on our social media, Twitter, at SimpsonsShowPod. Uh, you can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And I will also post this question on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Um, I post that question publicly on our Patreon. So if uh, you don't have to support us to see it, answer it. Matt, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try to stomp the other. Matt has a lead on me this season because I'm a dum-dum. Uh, no, it's because, uh, Robbie tends to ask easy questions and I tend to ask hard questions. That's very nice of you. No mercy, Robbie. No mercy. That's very nice of you. That's not true. Uh, I am the reigning champion, however. I'm going to say that again. Um. Every week. Every week. I, if I was, if I had more disposable income, I would, we would have a belt, Matt. We would have a championship belt and we would pass it back and forth. Uh, but those custom made belts are expensive. Uh, are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. All your questions are from Day of the Jack and Apes. Ah, uh, of course. Everyone's favorite Bob episode. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's very bad. Uh, of course it's not true. Your, your easy question. Sideshow Bob hypnotizes who into killing Krusty? I believe that is Bart. That is correct. You are correct. All right. Uh, your easy question. What do Bart and Homer do to earn money while busking in the Great Money Caper? Why do they get kit to what, do it? The Great Money Caper? Which one is that? Uh, it's the one where Bart and Homer start scamming people, start grifting. I don't, Matt. Mm. I is that what do they do while they busk? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Sorry, uh, not a great question. What What do they start out like? They, Homer, something happens to Homer, and he needs money. So Bart says, "I can make money by doing this." Oh, um, is it three card Monty? I don't remember this at all, Matt. Like it's, literally, it's, it's I have magic. N- magic. Yeah, remember the... the no, the, I don't so remember. The College of Hyderabad. That's a party magic college. Matt, are you... Oh, okay. You might be speaking a different language. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. What are you talking Mesmero. about? Mesmero. Mesmero? English, uh-huh. Matt. We, this is an English-speaking All podcast. Right. I can't help... I'm okay. I'm monolingual. I'm an idiot. You gotta... You know it's Simpsons, huh? No! It's very clear, especially after season nine. No, I don't speak them. We are in different. We speak different languages. Might explain why I'm so confused most of the time. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. I think you just made that episode up. Did you just invent the Great Money yeah, Caper? I did actually. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Your meme question, Matt. How long has Krusty been in show business, according to Day of the Jack and Apes? Um, I'm gonna say sixty-three years. Ooh. Oh no! So close, sixty-one years. Oh dang! Very close. Uh, all right, your medium question: What drink does Marge get at the magic show? Long Island iced tea. Oh, that one you get. Oh, see now that's that's. So you do remember this episode, huh? I guess <laughs> I remember Marge ordering a Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea in an episode. I don't re- and she gets drunk. That's all I remember. I don't remember. To be fair, she doesn't order it. It's provided by her mentalist. To be f- that's also I guess that's true. She doesn't order the drink, but uh-huh. she does drink it. To be fair, yeah. Uh, your hard question, Matt. On what show did Krusty debut? Uh he debuted on. Oh man, 
Um, no, it's um, I'm sorry. I, I'm dying to say laughing, but that's the second one. I'm gonna say it's something cavalcade, something summer cavalcade, something like that. I don't know what. It is the milk of magnesia summer cavalcade. Oh, of course. So close, but yet so far, Matt. Mm-hmm. Your hard question. What is the real name of the grifter slash actor that Marge and Lisa hired to embarrass Homer and Bart? Again, you're just making this up, aren't you? This doesn't happen in a Substance yep. episode. They hi- they hire someone? They do. Does it make... To, what? This is not a real episode. I'm going to have to look this up make sure this is real, because I don't remember this happening. Feel free. Once, once, once you give your answer to this question, you will look it up. This is from the same episode, right? This is your the great yes, money is. caper. The episode you uh-huh. say is a real thing. They hire uh, it, a con man to to yep. embarrass Bart and Homer. Embarrass Bart and Homer. That's correct. His real name, uh, James Highmore. I'm sorry. It is Devin Bradley, singer, dancer, character actor. He's a triple threat. He's doing Dreamcoat at the dinner dinner theater. Uh, so once is, again, feel free Matt, this is to se- why, check it out, Robbie. You asked me a question from season twelve. Like, what am I going to do with this? Why? Are you, like, why? Uh, is it is it Day of the Jack and Apes from season like eleven or twelve? Uh, I, I, we both know, Matt. The rules and laws don't apply to me. They only apply to you. Of course, of course. How foolish of me. Yeah, Day of the Jack and Apes is absolutely season twelve. It's five episodes after the Great Money Caper, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're allowed to still use season twelve episodes. You're supposed oh, to course, ask me course. like season five, uh, and you know, over and over again. Edward Norton plays Devin Bradley. Apparently. I don't remember this episode, Matt. I'm literally looking at this plot. I don't remember any of this. Well, you know. I don't... The way it works for The Simpsons. I just... I can't believe this. This isn't real. I I feel like I'm my... I feel like... Do you ever feel like you've <laughs> suffered brain damage? I mean, occasionally when everyone remembers something one way and you remember something another way, it's either brain damage or multiple universes. This is not, this is not Berenstein Bears Mandela effect thing. This is... I just... I. I, I'm, I know I've watched this episode. We did an episode about it. You can go listen to it. I'm sure we, you can. It's probably it's in your podcast feed somewhere, but I don't remember it at all. No memories. I remember the Long Island Ice State existing. So you remember part of this. Maybe you just blocked out the rest because it was terrible. That's quite possible. The Scully ears are definitely hit and miss, if I remember them mm. or not. Okay. Well, I got I get a point on you. Despite my idiocy, I... That Long Island Ice Tea put you in the lead. Despite my idiocy, I still gained a point on that, uh, probably because he asked the, the medium question as an, as an easy and easy question as a medium, but I'll take that. I'll take it. Uh, so now I'm only four points behind. I'm sorry about comeback, Matt. This is the path. We're on the way. I believe in you, Robbie. Don't. You're not. We need a third person to just chime in like my mom. I need to record my mom's what? voice. What? I can't. I can't be uh, encouraging to you. No, you can't be encouraged. You're supposed to be. I can my... be encouraging, but also vindictive, and uh, you know, not giving you any slack. I need. I need to record my mother just saying, "You know, Robbie, I believe in you. I love you. I think I just need that after every trivia contest. We need to have my mom just give me a like a new one every week. My mom, my mom would never do that. She doesn't even know how to use a. She barely knows how to use a phone. She's not going to be able to record something for a podcast. Um, what are we doing, Matt? We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode, best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay, Matt. You okay? 
I, I mean, I'm a, I'm doing better than I was. I get this out of the way. I don't have to talk about this episode ever again. Um, this episode is very uh, bad. This episode's a bad episode. It starts out like it could have do, be doing something fun, uh, but then it mm-hmm. kind of turns into garbage. Um, I mean, okay, we we just talked about Day of the Jack and Apes. Where is Day of the Jack and Apes in here? Um, two ten. It's two ten. Day of the Jack and Apes is two ten. Wow. It's I know this is definitely worse than that. Yeah, I mean, Day of the Jack and Apes, I think, is just like, oh, it's fun. It's a Bob episode. And I think largely this episode is saved a little bit by having Bob in it. The third act is just yes. so, like, I, I would rate Bob episodes higher than I normally would because Bob's in it. Uh, I think there is some fun Bob. There's some jokes in there that I laughed at, uh, despite my, neg- or ne- my negative review. But it's just, it just falls apart so bad. The third act just is just so bad. It just so it's it just dis it vanishes into nothing. There's just it makes no sense. And it has so so much potential. It again, there's so many of these episodes where it feels like, oh, they could be doing so much with them and then they fall apart. Um Alright, let's see. I'm gonna say this is in the low three hundreds. The low three hundreds. Okay, let's see. Three hundred. Wow, that's really low. I think you're really mad at this episode, Robbie, because I mean, number three hundred is Saddlesaur Galactica, which involves elves. You're saying this is worse than something involving elves? Saddlesaur Galactica has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The ending involves elves, but it does have an end. I, I feel like. Well, I feel like the the ending is like this one, where it goes. They're like, "How do we end this? Well, let's have the horse." freak out and run away and elves have to be brought in to you know get their butts kicked by homer that that seems like the same kind of ending this is it's like how do we end this how do we get homer out of the horse racing business oh elves force him out of it even though he wins just like in this episode uh the simpsons win and get away and i guess bob gives up uh that's that's just where we are you think this episode is better than salisbury galactica no it's much stupider. i'm just pointing (laughs) out the similarities in the third act Honestly, I'm uh, anywhere. Okay, so look at number two ninety six is make room for Lisa, which is one of the ones we've hated on a lot for its complete character assassination of Lisa. And below that is Marge Simpson and Screaming Yellow Honkers, Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble. I mean, all of these that are just the characters at their worst. And I think it's in good company. So compared to Saddlesaur Galactic, I don't know. Is it worse? Eh, it's pretty close. I feel like as long as it goes below like two ninety five, I think that's a, between two ninety five and three oh five. I think it's a good area for it. Yeah, it, comparing directly to Saddlesaur Galactica, uh, I would rather watch Saddlesaur Galactica a million times than watch this again. That is true. I'd I mean, Kelsey wa- Grammer brings it up a lot. Otherwise, it'd be way even lower. But yeah, that, that's about right. If this one didn't have Bob in it, God, good goodbye, uh, Rivadurche. Like it doesn't make any. This episode, like I. I was when I was talking about it earlier, I was being honest. Like I really was giving it a chance. I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Let it go. All right, this doesn't make any sense. All right, let it go. All right, this doesn't make any sense. Let it go. But then you get to the point where Bob's revealed by having his prison uniform on, and you're like, this is this so it's just so contrived. This whole episode is so contrived. And sure, make room for Lisa and Mars. Those three episodes are like a character assassination trilogy, but they're not contrived they just have the characters acting real poorly like like at least there's a plot there's a story that makes sense like i don't know i think homer versus dignity is close i don't know homer versus dignity makes a certain kind of sense to, more than this 
Yeah. Uh, bye bye nerdy makes more sense. My mother the carjacker. Now we're that's where we start getting there, Matt. My mother the carjacker parting over. Yep. Helter shelter. Bart versus Lisa. I think this is definitely better than Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade. I agree. Uh, but it's somewhere and below Bye Bye Nerdy. I would say this is below Bye Bye Nerdy. I would put it somewhere in there. I don't know. I need to remember what the heck these episodes are because clearly The Simpsons is doing damage to my brain. That sounds about right. I can't, like, I honestly cannot remember I mean, what these episodes Bye are. Bye Bye so. Nerdy is the one with Francine the bully where she, Lisa does science to prove that it's it, it's something that nerds exert and pheromones. Yes. Uh, my Mother uh, the Carjacker yeah. is Mona the comeback that that's really that is i i think a good comparison right. point it's a a recurring yeah. guest character that falters heavily very bad falters. yeah um really not i don't know um barting over is bart skateboards with tony hawk mm-hmm. um i think this is better than barting over i would agree um, just because of bob honestly i was actually looking i think it goes right above my mother the carjacker and right below by binarity but i'm not wedded to that i think that's a good spot i i don't i don't know it's it's really difficult to weigh this like obviously bob's integral to this and the, i really like the premise i really like the idea and i think that's what's really tripping me up is like the premise is something i really can get behind a bob starting over and like a different in in europe and just vanishing and having a family now and changing his priorities and then what 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 situation can arise from that but they definitely don't deliver on it um all right that's italian bob at new number 306 right below bye bye nerdy right above my mother the carjacker so number 115 on the post golden years ranking we have one more question to answer though matt and that question is do we shoot this episode out of the cannon This one's tricky, man. It is, because it's a Bob episode, so it's one of those ones you want to keep in there. But it's bad, so do we want this to reflect that way on Bob? And the family comes back. Well, yeah. And I don't want to necessarily... I guess it doesn't really matter that if you don't, if you know where they come from in that episode. But it is very much like, oh, all the Bob episodes, I don't want them necessarily be washed away. You, get so, you only get so many of those, right? Mm-hmm. But... Would you recommend anyone watch this episode ever? Not unless you're just the hugest fan of Bob in the world. And that's that's all that matters to you. I would say no. This, that's my say. That's what I say, Matt. This is not a part of the canon. It it's it. I, when I wanted like when I think of Bob, I don't think about this. I don't think of what what we does in this because it doesn't. He to be fair, this I prefer the episode where we if we get this out of the way, Bob stays the good guy. He was in the Great Louse Detective. That's true, and we don't have to worry about him being a criminal, even though he stays a criminal. But then he's not a. It's all it's all muddled. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what we say, Matt? Fired out of the cannon. Fire the cannon. See you later. I mean, Bob's used to getting fired out of cannons, so it's not a big deal to him. That's true. But the episode hasn't been fired out of the cannon. So there's a delineation there where, you know, the episode hasn't been fired. Bob has the vote. Um, we can go to the top of the list. So we work our way down, decide what cannon is what is not. We are number 47 on our list, which is Bart vs. Australia. Speaking of travel episodes, who doesn't love Bart vs. Australia? 
people who don't understand hilarity. Barbara Sestroy is tremendous. It's the best of the Simpsons travel episodes. Yep. It's the one that all others are compared against. Mm-hmm. And it has the phrase Yahoo Serious Festival in it, which I am a big fan of, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Uh-huh. It's a it's a Yahoo, Yahoo Serious Festival in here, Matt. Uh, but of course, it's part of the canon, but it is lovely just to think about it, to dwell on my, my cherished memories of Bart vs. Australia and Dollar Redos and Jazz Wazers. Jazz Wazers. Australia. America. Australia. America. We don't put up with that kind of crap. Don't take that kind of crap, sir. Don't take that kind of crap. Um, so that's, that's of course, that's a yes. Of course. Of course, of course. Um, hey, Matt. Yes, Robbie. Our next episode is Simpsons Christmas Stories. Oh, this is going to be a thing. Uh, it's a trilogy of Simpsons Christmas Stories. I mean... Never seen it. We have a mixed record of Simpson uh, anthology episodes. So I guess we'll fi- figure it out. The first Doel, Bart is Jesus. Oh, apparently that's next time. That doesn't sound like it's going to go well. It'll be Christmas in April for us. Uh, you can watch along with us. This stuff, this list, this list is on our website. It's the Simpsons show.com. It has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed and a link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, we'd obviously appreciate you. And you get a bunch of bonus material alongside with it. Um, plugs. That's what we do here now on this show. Mm-hmm. We do plugs. I am online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And you can find everything I do on the internet on my website, which is RobbieDorman.com. It's just my name, but it's a website. And it has links there to my other podcasts and a link, links, multiple links to purchase my multiple horror novels. You should go buy them all. If I'm being perfectly frank, I would love you forever. I'm not. This is I mean, not, they're good books. They're good books, Robbie. I know they are, but I'm just like, I, I if you, you could buy them as a gift for your friend who loves horror novels, because that, that's what they are. Uh, the newest one is called Regrowth. It is Crichton meets Cronenberg in a near future underground lab with the world on the brink of collapse. Features Akira monsters. Do you like monsters that like are from Akira, the anime? They're in there. They get shot with a laser gun. It's real good. You can find it on Amazon. You can buy it the uh, both in print and digitally, and you can read it for free. If you have that Kindle Unlimited, you read that book for free. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. But if after reading one of Robbie's novels, you feel a little sick to your stomach and your brain starts to you know try to crawl out of your head, soothe yourself with kittens. Check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-R-N-S, on Instagram for the cutest kittens you will see all day. Wow. I would say longer, but they keep getting cuter, so, yeah. Wow. Exponential. Mm Mm-hmm. Exponential. Geometrically. No, Matt. Exponential. Oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. You're welcome for that one. This one's going to give you that one. That one's for free. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you're watching this episode. Shh.